press it. Okay, we're going to get started talking about prayer because that's what we're here for. Um, yeah, so I mean, we're doing this whole uh, back to basics kind of foundations of faith type stuff, and um, I think it, it's a it's a good idea, and it's and it's good to revisit some of this stuff if we've done it before and if we haven't then it's even better to do it right um and yeah i just remember like um last week when mark was sharing about uh reading the bible does anyone remember what his key takeaway from that one was you can't say no just say cc's yeah, fair, well, fair enough. Now, the key takeaway is CCs. Yeah, and what were the CCs? Context and community. Yes, well done, guys. Okay. So, we, after joining together our wonderful ideas and memories of what it was, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. So, um, thanks, thanks for doing that, Mark. And so, yeah, we're talking about prayer today. Um, and, and I remember last week uh, having, having a conversation about um, how we learn things and how we look at things in, in the Bible. And, and uh, it, the comment was made about how sometimes we want to go and, and look at what does Paul say about this or what does you know, James say or Peter or you know, like look at what, what the disciples say, this is how you should do things. And the comment was made, well, wh- why don't we actually just go back to what did Jesus say? Because whatever Paul and Peter and everyone else is saying is really an interpretation or an application of what Jesus was saying. And so in some situations, maybe you don't have, you know, Jesus' words on a topic, but when it comes to prayer, well, we've actually been given a really direct instruction from Jesus in terms of people asked him, how do we pray? And he answered them. And it wasn't just in a parable. It was actually, you know, pretty clear. So, um, so... When you go through, the first place you find the Lord's Prayer in the Bible is in Matthew chapter 6. So I thought that might be a good place to start. And he says here, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, because they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners and to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. When you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen, and then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And um, I just think, like, it, it, this, this really sets you up for success here. Because the very first thing Jesus says about praying is it's not meant to be this spectacle. It's not meant to be this, you know, religious, you know, experience where everyone can look at you and talk about how spiritual you are. You know, it's actually the complete opposite of that. It's meant to be this private thing and you go and pray you know to your unseen father who sees what you're doing and um i think that the truth is that god is more interested in what we do when nobody's watching um and and the things that we do in front of other people you know he says you know the rewards you've already got your reward in full um and so it's not so much that you need to avoid praying in public because we all want to do that. We pray here together as a group, as a community, and it's a good thing and it encourages each other. But uh, I guess the point is, it's not really about the words you use. It's not really about the way it looks or sounds when you pray. Um, and certainly, 
in a community environment. You know, let, let's, let's not get caught up on that because God certainly isn't going to get caught up on it. <clears throat> and he continues on, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans or like I sometimes do. Um, <laughs> they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And again, this is really comforting to me because it's not like you have to come up with all the exact right words and it's not, you don't have to you know, repeat the same phrase over and over. It's not, it's not like a magic incantation or code that's going to unlock the secret of the universe. You know, God knows what you need before you ask him. And I just love that. I love the fact that we're not dealing with you know, some God who's too busy to deal with us, you know, we're not, de- we're not talking to a God who's so, you know, foreign that he doesn't understand what our needs are, you know, he knows what we need even before we ask him and yeah, I just, I love that. So Jesus gives us the example, he says, this is how you should pray and um, I'll read, I'll read it through first and then, and then I'll come back. So it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And so if you've been around church for more than five minutes, you probably have heard this. It's the Lord's Prayer. Um, and... It's something that a lot of people know and a lot of people will repeat, which I find really interesting given what Jesus says about prayer just before he gives us this example. There's not some secret code. It's not a ritual. You have to use all the right words and yet that's what we do. Um, So the first thing though he says is our Father in heaven. And again, if you've heard someone talking about the Lord's Prayer before, you've probably been told that the words Jesus uses there are Abba, Father, right? You know, this Daddy God type thing. And, and you probably will have been told how you should talk to God as Daddy God. And again, doesn't quite line up with what he just said. It's not about the words, right? And so for me, this is, and this is like, you know, Mark's, um, you know, CC's thing. This is it for me. If you want to take one thing away, it's, it starts with a relationship. Prayer starts with a relationship. So it's not about, you know, copying Jesus' words to the Father. Who is God to you? Because you've got to be honest about it. And sometimes God doesn't feel like daddy, you know. Or sometimes your experience of a dad isn't that great and you don't want to call God that because that would be really negative, you know. So, like, don't, don't get caught up on the words. Start with the relationship. Who is God to you? Who is God to you right now? What do you need from God right now? Do you need, you know, a comforter? Do you need a friend? Do you need... Because God is all of those things. He's our protector. He's our provider. So who is God to you? Start there. Start with the relationship and, and, and speak to that. And then he continues, hallowed be your name. Uh, again, sounds all super spiritual and theologically correct. Um, but for us, we don't use that kind of language most of the time. So... Really what it means is, God, you're the boss, right? You're the one who's up the top and everything else is underneath you. So whatever you want, that's it, right? So we start out with relationship and then we move on to recognize that he is good 
He's worthy of honour and he's you know, above everything. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like, to me, this is the Gethsemane prayer, the garden prayer, you know, like, not my will but yours. You know? And I think this, this whole start of, of Jesus' example of prayer and teaching on prayer is recognising that God's the one who's in charge. And actually saying, you know, this is, I'm coming to you and I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask you for stuff. I'm going to ask you for guidance. I'm going to ask you for direction. I'm going to ask you for provision or for protection. But whatever I'm asking you, it comes under your will. So it's not my will, it's your will be done. And then, you know, we've got to allow for the fact that God knows more than us. His plans are bigger than ours, better than ours. And even if it feels like it's all falling apart, even if we're, you know, wind up hanging on a cross between two sinners, two thieves, or, you know, God's still got a plan in the middle of that situation. You know, so sometimes the unanswered prayer is actually an answered prayer that, you know, isn't just about me. Um, And then he says, uh, give us today our daily bread. And I love this. I love, this is, this is awesome, right? We all worry in life. We all, all have things that we're concerned about. When, when Jesus is instructing us on how to pray, he's not talking about, you know, all the things that could go wrong. He's not talking about, you know, having, having security for the next five years or having, you know, money in the bank or any of that. He says, no, just give us today our daily bread. And it reminds me of that time where the Israelites were wandering in the desert. They've, they've left Egypt. They haven't gotten to the promised land yet. And God starts providing for them this daily bread. And it was literally, it would last a day and then it would crumble to nothing. It would be like useless. And, and this, this is, I think, what God wants for us is to have this daily relationship with him. You know, to have this daily experience of him providing what we need for that day. And the, one of my favourite things that Jesus says was, uh, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough worries of its own, you know. And, you know, when he's talking about give us today our daily bread, and, and I think back to that situation with the Israelites, it's like the only time that that bread would last more than a day was on the Sabbath when he'd instructed them not to work so they wouldn't be allowed to go and collect it even if it did turn up. You know? And that was the only time it would last longer. And the, and the beautiful thing about that is that there's a real equality to it you know, because it's there for everyone at the morning and everyone can have what they need and you can't, you can't have one person going and collecting it all and controlling it you know, like you can't save it up for the next day. It's just going to be there again. And whatever you thought you've saved, well, it's useless. You're going to throw it out because you can't keep it to the next day. And, and I love the equality of that. I love the, the relationship on that, the dependency on God in, that's in that. And so when Jesus instructs us in prayer and he says, give us today our daily bread, it's not just this, you know, idea of God, you're my provider, and, you know, you're going to 
put a million dollars in my bank and I'll be all right. You know, it's this idea that you've got a relationship with a God who's going to be there for you every day. And it's like every day I can go to God and get what I need from him today, you know. Uh, and it's not, I'm not going to necessarily get what I need for tomorrow. That's for tomorrow. But I get to go back to him tomorrow anyway, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a real lesson just in, I love this whole daily bread thing and I, you know, I'd love to explore that more, but I mean, sticking on the prayer side of things. So, <laughs> um, But the, really, I think the thing to keep in mind is that God really wants us to ask him to provide for us. But he doesn't want us to do that just once. You know, it, it's a relationship. And that's really what he wants, is us to be going to him. It's not about the provision of the bread. It's about the relationship that's formed when we go and ask. And so he says, you know, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And this sounds like, basically, it's just asking for a fresh start. You know, like, give us a clean start. Give us a clean slate. Um, and it's the first moment in this prayer where it seems like there's a condition on it. You know, forgive us our sins as we've forgiven those who sin against us or forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. It's like, why, why are we talking about forgiveness? Why, why is this even in here? You know, we're talking about prayer, Jesus. Come on. Forgiveness, isn't that next week's topic? <laughs> you know, but like... When we're talking about this, I think one of the things to realize is that prayer and forgiveness are really quite intertwined. And, and if you go and look through Scripture and you're looking at any time we, we see something about prayer, you're almost certain to come across something that's also talking about forgiveness. Um, and, and, you know, there's, uh, there's an instruction about if you want to take a, an offering to the temple and you have unforgiveness in your heart, you just look, put it down, go and deal with that, and then then come back and, and, and give your offering. Don't you know, don't go to God with unforgiveness in your heart. And then, you know, he, he wraps it up. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And the thing is, like God God isn't the one who tempts us, right? Let's make that clear at the start. But the thing is, if we're going to be following his leadership, and if you go back all the way through, we're, we're basically saying, God, I'm going to follow you. You lead me, I'll follow you. It seems fair enough. Well, if I'm following you, then maybe don't take me where it's going to be trouble for me. Keep me away from, from the uh, temptation and, and, and then also deliver us from the evil one. It's just like, seems like a good idea. <laughs> get, get me out of the trouble I'm in, you know. And, and this whole little bit here, you know, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil, is, I guess, you know, for me, it's Jesus saying, when you talk to God, you can talk to him about everything. You can talk to him about the problems you've got. That's okay. You can talk to him about the things that you need. He's going he's gonna to help you out. He's, that's what he wants to do for us. And... He finishes off this teaching in Matthew and he says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Awesome. Forgiveness is good. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Well, didn't you die on a cross for that, Jesus? Like, 
Why, why are we not getting forgiven now? And I'm reminded of that, that um, quote, I think it was Martin Luther who said, um, and I could be wrong on that, but he, you know, unforgiveness is, is kind of like drinking poison and then expecting the other person to die. Um, it affects us. You know, it's, that's, that's, unforgiveness sits on us. It doesn't, doesn't affect the other person. And, and when Jesus is talking about forgiveness and prayer, it's, it's because we need to be able to have that healing in our He wants the good things for us. And if we're holding on to unforgiveness, it's like we're, we're not able to engage with what God wants to do. And um, yeah, so like, I mean, this whole thing of forgiveness is, is really tied quite a lot in that um, topic of prayer. And honestly, it's because where do we start? We start with relationship. And unforgiveness is a block to relationship. Like it, it just it puts a, a barrier up there. And, um, and I want to be clear. I mean, when, I, when I'm saying about forgiveness, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, that you should stay in an abusive relationship or allow people to mistreat you or any of that sort of thing. Uh, that, that's not what forgiveness is about, you know. But forgiveness is about being able to not live in that moment of pain or hurt, but being able to move on with your life and have that freedom that, that God's designed us to have, you know, and that relationship that we've got with Him. So, um, you know, like if there's abuse or hurt or pain or people are mistreating you, then yeah, put your boundaries up. Don't continue with that. But at the same time, you know, don't hold on to that either. Don't hold on to that with unforgiveness because that's going to stunt you. Um, so, I mean, this thing of forgiveness is really, it's just, it's really, really intrinsic to prayer and what Jesus is teaching us. But another thing that ties in uh, and, and very regularly, but also uh, with the Lord's Prayer, is, is this idea of persistence. Um, and, and I love Jesus in, in when he, we see the Lord's Prayer in, in the book of Luke, uh, in chapter 11, Jesus does a, uh, tells a, a story afterwards. And um, these, these stories that Jesus tells, I'll just read it and, and let you guys have a think. He says, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight. Uh, okay, all right. So you go to him at midnight and you say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Okay. A friend of mine on a long journey has come and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, leave me alone. I've already locked up. My kids are in bed. I'm not giving you anything. Go away. But that's what I would be doing. No. no it's mi- midnight. Go away. <laughs> I'm asleep. <laughs> and I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of your friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity or your persistence, <laughs> he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. And it's like, some of these, these stories Jesus tells, it's like, okay, so hold on. Let's put, put this. So you're saying God is like this guy who I can go and knock on his door when he's trying to sleep. And he's, gonna, and he's not going to give me what I want because he's my friend. But if I keep hassling him, 
and bothering him enough. Maybe he'll just, you know, get up and give me what I need. Yeah, yeah. That seems like a correct interpretation, doesn't it? <laughs> I guess what I took out of this is coming from that first moment of, you know, where does it start? It starts with the relationship, right? And, and really, this, this little thing here just takes it a step further and says, well, okay, so you start with a relationship, but you can't stop there, right? He's saying, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of your friendship, right? But he will because of your persistence, your shameless audacity in this version. Um, he'll give you what you need. And prayer is one of these topics in, in church where um, there's a lot of misunderstanding, you know, and it can be really painful because you go through these times and like, I mean, we pray for healing, for example, and this is one of the ones that comes up a lot and, and you'll pray for healing and the person isn't healed, right? And God doesn't answer the prayer the way you're expecting to or you're wanting him to. And it's fine when, when there's a healing there, that's all fine. No one ever has an issue with that, right? But, but what happens when your prayer isn't answered? What happens when someone isn't healed? And we all come up with these reasons, don't we? Oh, you know, maybe they've got sin in their lives. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's not what Jesus is saying. He doesn't mention that at all. Maybe they didn't pray hard enough. They didn't have enough faith. No, that's, that's not. And, and the thing is, even, even when you pray with persistence, you can't guarantee that God's going to do what you want, right? Even when it's right, like, I mean, it's clearly right. Even when, even when there's a guy who's got a nine-year-old kid and he's out there every day helping people and he gets cancer, And within six weeks, he's dead. And people are praying every day. That's not persistence. I mean, what's that? Sometimes God has a plan that's not about you. And sometimes we have to just go through stuff because that's life. But that doesn't change the fact that God says, when you pray, pray with persistence and pray with faith and come... You know, like, you don't know what God's going to do. And sometimes there's not a reason for it. When God answers prayer, when God doesn't answer prayer, you don't know what's going to happen, right? But he says, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't give up. So, prayer is a touchy subject, Right? It's easy to talk about prayer when we're saying grace, you know. It's easy to talk about prayer when it's like, you know, thank you, God, for all the good things you've given us. But what, what if you're asking for something you need, you know? What if you're asking for something that's right and that's good and that... So, yeah, look, I just want to... 
I wanted to go through to finish off with this back to basics thing and, and just go through like a quick fire type thing, right? So what is prayer? Is there communication with God? Yep, pretty much straightforward, right? Um, yeah, I wrote down it's like it's just a dedicated moment of time with an intention to converse, right? And, and the thing is, it's like all conversations. Uh, it's meant to be two-sided, but quite often it, it, it's not. <laughs> quite often it's a bit one-sided. Uh, so who can pray? You don't have to be ordained? Are you sure? Even the rocks will cry it. That's right, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, the, the thing about prayer is, I know, I know people who don't have a faith and they'll say explicitly, I don't believe in God. But they pray. Well, they ask you to. Oh, they ask you to. Yeah. 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 Prayers and hopes. Hopes and prayers. Yeah. 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 My prayers and hopes will be. Yeah. 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 Thoughts and prayers are with you. Yeah. But so, so we do, like, I mean, you don't have to have faith to pray. You don't have to believe to pray, right? You don't have to. It's not required, you know? I love it. <laughs> Anyone can pray. I remember reading um, a thing about, you know, with the um, 9-11. Yeah. Um, and there was the Washington, uh, there, there was a plane that ended up going down or whatever. And someone on there, there was this account of him saying that almost everyone on the plane was mm. Mm. Like, and yeah. they really struck me. Yeah. Yep. Everyone's everyone's praying. Yeah. But conversely, when you're not just about to die, yeah. uh, when when your life is actually going all right, how often do you pray? Yeah. Yeah. And and this is the thing is that I know devout Christians, you know, at church every week, you know, read their Bible, and, and yet like they pray so infrequently, they might as well not, you know, like. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, everyone can pray, though. Everyone can pray. Right? There's no restrictions here. When do we pray? Whenever. Whenever we want. Yes. Without ceasing. Without ceasing. Yeah. 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 Don't cry. Eyes open. Eyes on the road, yes. <laughs> For me, I, I kind of think about this as one of those things where it's easy to get a little bit religious on it. Yeah, um, so th- think about the last time you said grace. Was that a really deep, meaningful prayer, honestly? Or was it a bit of a matter of form? You know, like, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> said grace because I was about to eat. That's it, you know. So what happens is sometimes you get a little bit too used to something. You know, like when you think about what prayer is, you know, we're speaking to God. Like we're speaking to the creator of the universe. That's a big deal, right? And we do it, we sit down to a meal and we're like, thanks God, this is good. Like, there's a disconnect there because it's become so much a matter of form. It's just, you know, we're used to it. So when we pray is actually, you know, like sometimes you need to change things up a little bit to to keep it fresh in your mind that this is important, this is a real thing, you know? Um, 
and when Jesus talks about, you know, give us today our daily bread, I think it's a really good indication on how frequently we should be doing things. Um, daily. <laughs> you know. uh, but, so look, I mean, just to avoid that whole thing of, you know, saying grace and just kind of, yeah, thanks God. If, if you're not already praying every morning, well, pray every morning. It's a really good way to start your day. You know, it gives you a bit of a perspective. It starts you off in, the, in a frame of mind where you can be thinking about you know, how God's looking at the world and how God's looking at the th- things in your life. And, and hopefully you can go into your day with a little bit more of a, a, a higher perspective, we'll call it. You know? um, but if you're already praying every morning and if it's become a bit of a routine, I'm going to say something challenging. Don't pray tomorrow morning. Pray tomorrow afternoon instead. Change it up a little bit. Right? Prayer, it's like in any relationship, communication is, is really important and consistency is really important. But if you just fall into this pattern in this routine, it can become a bit dry. You know? And sometimes you do need to change things up. You need to do something a little bit different just to keep it going. And um, yeah, so do, try something different. Pray in a different place. Try a different way of praying. So how do we pray? Is the last question. How do we pray? Spoken like a very creative person, yeah. Lots of different ways. Well, give us some examples. What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I think is it's nice to have a trigger. Yeah. It's nice to have them, you know, like, and actually different times I've set alarms on my phone. Remember to pray. Particularly if I've said to someone, I'm going to pray for you. How often have you said that? Yeah, I'm going to, oh, I'll pray for you about that, yeah. I do it right there or I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. I, was, I used to be really bad at it. I started saying it a lot less now and, and meaning it a lot more when I say it. Um, yeah. Thoughts and prayers with you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a great thing. I was just thinking about when you said that. It's about your motivation as well. Like yeah. It's just raw as it sounds. Yeah. But I think traditions are really They're important. Yeah. And I know in my house, my kids have grew up, we had a bit of a difficult time in a previous church and they've kind of all just yeah. This is what we believe, yeah. Yeah. And and that's good. Yeah. And 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 look again, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I'm, I'm certainly not trying to say that. But I guess it's it's sometimes you need a little bit of a reminder of you know this is God, this is God, you know, and yeah. So um. How, how we pray, it can be anything. Like, it really can be anything. Um, for me, look, I love, I love to walk when I'm praying, mostly because, and this, you'll love this one, because when I pray, if I'm, if I'm like in my office or I'm in my bedroom or wherever and, I, and I'm praying, I'll go through all the things that I want to say to God and then I'll go off and do whatever it is I'm planning to do. Right? That's, yeah? 
So, but if I go for a walk, yeah. I'm on a walk. Yeah. <laughs> and so I can't just start the next thing. I have to go back, right? You know, so I'll go for my walk and I'll be praying. And then I'll run, after I've run out all the things that I want to say, there's an opportunity for God to say some things back to me. Actually kind of helpful. <laughs> so, but if I, don't, if I don't do something like that, I tend to get distracted by my own stuff, you know, whatever else I'm doing. And, and so I find that's really helpful for me. Um, yeah. Uh, some people like to pray while they're drawing or painting or colouring. Um, it's probably best maybe not to do something with crosswords or something like that where you're using that part of your brain about communication. You want to be actually trying to communicate what you do. Um, I don't know. I don't know. God help me. Um, Yeah. Every time she turns a light switch on. Oh, that's nice. And so her daily, her yeah. whole day has got this routine of every time she switches a light and flushes the toilet. Just pressing a button. Yeah. 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 That her brain is a trigger. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that. We should I adopt that. I have discipline for that. I've, I've had it in my mm. head. But I really liked that. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I really liked that um, trigger idea. Hmm. Uh, some people like to write prayers out and like draw them out and that kind of thing. Songs, poetry, all you know, all kinds of different ways of doing it. Um, sometimes people want to, you know, just pray in their head. Some some people want to whisper, really quiet. Some people want to shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things you can do to create an environment, you know, and whatever. But I think the, the most important thing is, is that you can pray in lots of different ways. Now, one thing I do want to say, though, particularly as this is a back-to-basics foundation type stuff, um, is it's actually really, 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 really good for you to pray out loud, even if it's whispering, but to actually say the words that you're praying. Um, and, I mean, there's, there's a whole psychological side of things about what you say and how it affects your mind and, and, and things like that. Um, but I really do think that, you know, and it's the same sort of thing with the Bible. When you're reading the Bible, you know, sometimes you just got to actually say it, you know. Sometimes you just got to, and, it, and it's going to change the way you think about it. It's going to change the way you feel about it. It's going it, to, it shifts something in your mind and in, and in who you are when you say things. And, um, yeah, so I, I do think, pray, look, praying in your head's fine. Uh, again, no issues with that at all. But it's a really good thing to pray out loud. And it's an easy thing for us to get into the habit of not praying out loud, you know, particularly if we're around public places or, you know, worried about what someone might think. Most people just think you're on your phone anyway. <laughs> so there's nothing to worry about. But, um, yeah, praying out loud is, is really good. And... Like the, the last thing I wrote down here is, you know, look, all of these different styles and methods are, are really useful and, and often the most useful one is probably the one that you're not doing now mm-hmm. simply because the one you're doing now is the habit you're in, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then at the same time, the, probably the best one for you to do is the one that you're going to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, it might be comfortable, but at least you're doing it. 
you know, it's better than nothing. So, um, yeah, when it comes to prayer, there's really not a whole lot that you can do wrong. Um, and, and I think if we, if we stick to what Jesus gave us the example of with the Lord's Prayer, you know, and start with relationship and, and be honest. Like, it doesn't have to be this big thing. You know, it's not a presentation. You're not, you know, you're not trying to convince anyone of anything. God knows what you need. You know, so just go to him and be honest. Start with the relationship. Where am I right now? And who is God to me right now? What do I need from God right now? And if you start there, then hopefully the rest of it will flow on. But um, yeah, so Beck's actually going to give us some uh, activities. So yeah.